ready? Born ready. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Woo, 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 woo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is amazing. This is so amazing. I feel like each and every week, you know, I crack the mic a little more confident. I cracked the mic a little more conscious and I cracked the mic a little more cool. Welcome to the Cool and Conscious Podcast, baby. I don't know what week this is. I don't know what episode this is, but as long as you're here, that's all that matters, right? Right. So, drum roll, please. This week, I feel conscious uh, yes 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 finally 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 I can solidly if that's a word solidly say <laughs> I feel conscious and it's only because I've been around a lot of cool motherfuckers <laughs> that reminded me just how conscious I have grown to be and remind you all that it is a growing process of consciousness. Like it's not just something you just wake up and become. It is a gradual process of just becoming conscious. So this past weekend, last weekend, either way, recently there was a summit, something called the Revolt Summit. And if you don't know about the Revolt Summit, um, Diddy, Puffy, P. Diddy, Brother Love, Combs, however you want to, whatever you want to call the man. He brings this summit and it goes around to different like popping ass areas. And this year they had it in Atlanta. And back in 2019, they had it in Atlanta as well. And that was the first year. And child, it was Poppington. Like if you wasn't there, you was a square. Period. Point blank. Um, and then this year they brought it back. And it was popping. And I had the luxury of working on their production team. And that particular experience in itself was amazing just because in the future, that is something that I would like to do. I want to produce a young adult summit. And I'm not going to go into detail about it because I don't want you to steal my idea. Because I know, you know, you know how people just be doing when they do what they do, how they do it. I'm not about to give y'all the weapon that may form against me, okay? (laughs) And may prosper, okay? I'm not going to do that. But just know that I am planting seeds. um, And then in due time, as I water them, I'm sure that they will grow. And so the seed that I planted with this past Revolt Summit was amazing. But in it being amazing, with my personal experience, I was able to take something from it just by being behind the scenes. But I felt like it was a very cool atmosphere. It was very, very cool. It was very, very, let me stand outside and take pictures. Let me show everybody I'm at the summit. Let me show everybody my VIP. Let me show everybody my wristband. Let me get on stage. Oh my gosh, I'm at the Revolt Summit. Blah, 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 blah. But when you break it down in its simplest form, and you look up in the dictionary. I'm going to look it up as I'm saying this. Because I looked it up the other day. I wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping. 
The meaning of the word revolt means to rise in rebellion. That's literally what the word means. That don't sound cool to me. That sounds real conscious. Okay. That sounds real conscious. Now, I didn't have anything to do with the creation of this this platform, this company, this this conglomerateness of amazingness. I did not have anything to do with it. But when I broke it down in simplest, lamest, two plus two terms, revolt literally means to rise in rebellion. And unfortunately, nothing I got from that particular summit, that particular experience made me want to rise and rebel against the systems that have constantly been passed down and put in place to further hold us in bondage. That is not what I got. Um, And again, sometimes I got my conscious hat on, so I maybe was just thinking way too deep into it. But I also just kind of got tired of walking around and seeing so many cool people. Like at what point is it going to take for us to, genuinely be conscious genuinely want to rise above and rebel genuinely live up to the word revolt like so much weight is held with that particular name and again is no shade to the people that put it on because I met the production team and they are like such an amazing group of people like I genuinely am speaking with confidence and humility when I say that though that group of people it was so amazing to work with them but in retrospect I still have to give my opinion like I mean technically I don't have to but if you're listening to the cool conscious podcast you kind of come to hear my opinion and that's what I'm gonna give and from if I'm taking myself out of the equation so taking myself off of the production team and placing myself in the stands as a on-goer as a visitor as someone that's coming to to take from this particular experience unfortunately I was not able to successfully take from it um and that that's just like my two cents um I I definitely feel like there's so much potential in that because the name rings true. You know, people want to come, they want to take a picture in front of that revolt sign. They want to come and take a picture in front of that AT&T sign. They want to come and take part in this black excellence. They want to come and be a part of it, which is cool, which is great. But in them being a part of it, I just want there to be some sort of legacy that is being left, not just for the Combs enterprise and the Combs family and the Combs team, but for the people that literally pay hundreds of dollars to come and be immersed in that particular culture. You know, that's that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to drop the mic on that particular subject <laughs> because I feel like that's our problem. Black people, we're just too cool. Too cool, literally. And I guarantee you, if we weren't so cool and we actually took the initiative to start being conscious or black media took the initiative to start genuinely educating us and not backing down and not trying to follow the trends, considering we set the trends. Like, how are you following trends that you set? You're supposed to be past the trend. You're supposed to set the trends and keep moving. Not, oh, this is the trend. Let me follow it. And let me try to ride the wave. Get the, get out of the beach. 
<laughs> go back in the pool. Then when they come in the pool, you go back out to the beach. Or you go on a water slide. Like, keep moving. I feel like just this particular space that we're in, we are just stagnant. And everyone's playing Ring Around the Rosie. And a pot with a pocket full of no money. Like, <laughs> we literally playing chess with Uno cards. Like, how the hell you do that? Well, I'll say this real quick. I think people are confusing getting money with black empowerment. Yes. You know? And there was a lot of different se- segments that was like the black dollar, being being wealthy. And it's like, what, what, what? so because you have a certain amount of followers on social media, that constitutes you as getting money? Okay. All right. I, I understand that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's about, you know, making that money. But you also have to have a little more confidence in your in what you're providing. That that's letting me know that you don't have confidence in what you are providing, in the meal that you are serving, because you are serving undercooked meals. <laughs> and you're making it all cute so people can be enticed, but then they get there and they take a bite and it lacks substance. And then they gotta go and take a bite from somewhere else. So now you have all these people feeding off different things and they're never fully satisfied. And they're still starving and they don't know what to do. So now they're taking in sugar. They're taking in um, salt. They're taking in all, sodium, all of this fat. They're taking in all these different things that they don't need because it looks good. And it's like, please make conscious cool. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind on going when I saw that the power of the black dollar summit <laughs> was being led by DJ Envy. Lecrae and Jada Cheese. That's how you say the name. Cheevis. Jada. I'm just going to say Jada. Yes. Yes. This little baby is baby mama, right? No. She is a businesswoman first. Okay. She had her own business before she had a child. Oh, so she's qualified to speak on the power of the black dollar? Someone deemed that she was, and it's not my place, especially considering I don't have as many black dollars as she does. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not my place to speak on the power of the black dollar because I'm still trying to put power in my black dollar as we speak. <laughs> so I do think the tactic was to get people who have been successful in the black community and a lot of her revenue is generated from the black community. I think that was the tactic, not if she qualified to speak on it, because at the end of the day, anybody in the black community, I don't really think is too qualified considering that our income ratio is $50,000. So <laughs> who really is qualified to speak on the power of the black dollar? Cause it has yet to be successful with, with staying in our community. But I, also think it was more so of these people their target demographic comes from the black dollar their target source of income comes from the black dollar now that's all i'm gonna say about that (laughs) all in all there is so much potential because so many people were there excited you know i just think 
it goes back to having people that are truly invested in seeing change. Because if they had people on their team that were truly invested in seeing change, somebody would have been like, no, that don't, that don't make sense. No, 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 no. We can have them doing this, but we need them doing this. You know what? Let's bring this person here. Let's bring people that are easily accessible. Let's not have these super big execs that have five different assistants that you got to go through to try to talk to them in the office hours. You get what I'm saying? Like, let's have local people where you can go and see their work. You can go and directly shadow them. You get what I'm saying? Versus, oh, I got to follow you on Instagram and watch to see if you're going to be in this place so I can try to connect with you again and go through your assistant and go through all these gatekeepers and door. No. So that that's what it, I feel like when, when we speak on let's rise above, let's uprise, let's do that. Like, let's do something outside of the norm. And I just felt like the summit in its entirety was just kind of normal. And black people... <laughs> We are everything but. Um, now, moving on. What is normal, unfortunately, is being a baby mama. And I really do not understand why women are having babies and expecting there to be no drama as a baby mama. Like, as a baby mama... 8.9 times out of 10, there is going to be drama. Especially if you are not the first one. Like, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. And so I saw this video on social media that someone posted and I went and rewatched it. And they were like, I don't know what's going on in the headlines, but I keep seeing Danny Lay and the baby. Danny Lay and the baby. Danny. I don't know what is going on, but I do know that gas prices are rising. I do know that people are still out here getting killed. I do know that there's an election coming up. I do know that housing is still not affordable. I do know that there are so many other problems going on, and everybody is only talking about the baby and Danny Lay as if she did not know who this man was. <laughs> before she had a baby with him so now it's that she has a baby and now the world is supposed to stop i mean you are the choices you choose to make and that's it you are the consequences that come with the choices that you make to my knowledge he did not force you force himself on you and being that he didn't it was consensual, which means whatever is the result of what we doing as adults is going to be it. Now, do I feel like he overreacted? Absolutely. Definitely. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was wrong. Now, if it had been me, oh, he's wrong. He's wrong, 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 wrong. But <laughs> I also feel like With the whole Mimi situation, the other baby mama, how she's like, whatever she said, I really don't know what she said. But I do know karma comes around. We don't know what happened behind closed doors. We don't know if the baby did Mimi like this and Danny Lay knew about it. We have no idea. 
All I know is this was not his first offense. So for everyone to be in an uproar about somebody who has always been irrational. Like, it's not like this is Jay-Z, okay? Like, (laughs) this, or this is Michael B. Jordan. This is the baby. Like, out the gate, this man has always been showing his ass, doing whatever he wanted to do. So why now that he's doing whatever he wants to do, are people like, you cancel, you cancel. We don't want to do with you. You wrong, you wrong. He's been wrong, people. Like, when he was with with Danny Lay and the baby mama was trying to figure out where he was at and he was cheating on the baby mama with Danny Lay. I mean, it's the same. It's literally the same thing. Again, not saying that he is right in what he's doing, but I'm also saying there's some congruency in the situation. <laughs> like, he didn't switch up. He's been this person the whole time. So you knew who he was from jump. It's different when you get with guys and they're this person up front and then they change into this other person because that's happened. I completely get it. Or they hide that they're crazy. I get it. I've been there. But he has started out as the crazy person. Like there's been no change. And so with that, it's like, okay, can you feel bad? Yes. A part of me can feel bad. The cool part of me feels bad. But the conscious part of me is like, bro, how many more times is the baby mama story going to be replayed? There's so much other crap going on in the world. So much other crap going on in the world. And for about 48 hours, the world stopped because they were so concerned about a mom and a dad attempting to get over the sexual tension that is still there, calm down, collect their thoughts, and move forward to be parents that are coexisting because of the human being that they created together. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. It's literally one plus one. And in that equation, there has been a million other um, variables. (laughs) I just don't get it. And a part of me just feels like, you know what? If that many people showed up to a protest, do you know where we could be? If that many people donated a dollar instead of a comment, do you know where we could be? If that many people voted, Do you know where we could be? Because the research that it took you to do to figure out exactly what was going on, I guarantee you could have did that while you were standing in line to go vote. Or you could have did that while you were researching to figure out who to vote for. like, Or you could have did that figuring out when's the runoff election for Atlanta. Or you could have did that figuring out what the different candidates have to offer for this city. Like, There's so many other things that could have been done during that time that was spent trying to figure out something that these two people are trying to figure out too. Like offer your comments and your two, two pieces, the side chicken and fries and potatoes and who gives a fuck. Okay. Me personally, I don't. And let this be a message to you ladies. When you are a baby mama, there is always going to be drama. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how you dice it. I don't care how much money he got, how much money he don't got. If you are a baby mama, there's always going to be drama. 
Even if you're a wife, it's gonna be drama. There's always going to be drama. <laughs> like the drama does not cease. But I know what I am tired of seeing. I am so tired of seeing single mothers. I'm so tired of seeing it because we were not created to be alone. We were not created to raise children alone. Babies feel that. I'm not a mother, but I know energy. And I know energy is transferred. So guess what? When the mom is sad and she's alone during her pregnancy, like Summer Walker, like the baby feels all of that. And then they come out and they have to try to either deflect that energy, embrace that energy, recycle that energy. Like it's never gone. It's always just somewhere. And who ends up absorbing it? The, the, impress, the impressionable child, unfortunately. And so it's just like with that, you really just have to be cognizant of one, who you're with. And two, if this is even somebody you want to have a family with, because if it's not, just leave them alone. Because that's that's when families start uh, being made. When <laughs> you're with somebody you don't really care about, and then, boop, oh my gosh, it was an accident. It was an accident because y'all weren't taking any precautionary measures to avoid that said accident. Either way, I just want to say it's okay to be cool, but consciousness always wins. <laughs> like, consciousness always wins. You can respect consciousness. You may not understand it. Mm. Yes, consciousness is an upgrade. Mm. Mm. You know what? I honestly can't wait to hear whatever music she comes out after this. Not saying I want to relish in her downfall, but it has been, you know, musically proven that after you go through some traumatic ass shit, your numbers, you, you put, and you put it into your music. Mary J, Keisha Cole, Summer Walker. I mean, the know, list goes. Like, Whitney Houston, some of the best. Like, been, the know. list goes on. So it's like, Sierra. Maybe this. L was not so much of a loss, but it was a lesson that's going to ultimately turn into a blessing. Do you think she has something about toxic dudes? Like, I'm looking at these videos, and she has a lot of the, like, Chris Brown, Trey songs. <laughs> you know, the, the ones that people will list. Um, Because, you know, they also said she left and came back. So do you, you know, what... What advice do you want to give her before you? Because <laughs> I feel like you want to say something to her, but you don't want to be judgmental. But just, you know. I mean, I feel like we've all been there. No one wants to lose. No one wants to lose. So when you have put in time, effort, energy, intimacy, spiritu spirituality, money, like when you have invested, that is an investment. Like <laughs> that is an investment like no other. No one just wants to walk away. And so I as a woman or just as a person, let me just take gender out of it. As a person, I understand. But I also understand that sometimes you have to come first. 
sometimes it's not about what you feel. It's about what are the facts. Because what you feel can literally put you in a hole and bury you. But the facts can, they will always bring you to light. Always. And so I feel like once the dust settles, she will be able to realize what the facts are and say, you know what? I saw that. You know what? Dang, I, I picked up on that. Cause that I've been like that. I've gotten out of situations and I'm like, dang, I was so blinded. I really couldn't see. And now that I'm out of that situation, I can see exact everything for what it was. And then I couldn't imagine having a child that, that blurs the lines even more because you want that child to have that, that parent that two-parent household, or if you didn't have two, both parents, you want them to have what you didn't have. But again, different strokes for different folks. So I definitely feel like she's going to bounce back. She's going to get it together. Um, she's going to come back stronger than ever. Um, he's definitely going to regret it. He's definitely going to be back because they always come back. He's definitely going to try to figure out how he can slide his way back in there, gift his way back in there, money his way, whatever, whatever his little tactics are, he's definitely going to try it just because it's inevitable. But at the same time, I am sending her strength and every other woman out there, I'm sending you strength just because that's what you need. You don't need all the other stuff, you just need strength to get through each 24 hours that you are blessed with. Just the strength. So whenever you feel yourself weak, whenever you feel yourself doubting yourself, how far you've come, whenever you feel yourself trying to go back to the past that you have broken free from, remember that you are strong. You have power. You have purpose. And Whatever it is in life that made you feel like you lost, let me remind you that it was not a loss, but it was a lesson that is ultimately going to turn into a blessing. Mm. Said that. Did that. Yes. Lessons into blessings all 2022. Boo-boo. <laughs> okay, so what else did I say I had to talk about? Um, there was one more thing. I said, what did I say? Um, I said revolt, Danny Lay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So earlier this week, we lost an amazing man a father a husband an artist an entrepreneur a leader a pillar a philanthropist um young Dolph so if you don't know who young Dolph was he was a artist out of Memphis and honestly I my feelings are really 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 hurt even when I got the news, I'm like, what, what? He's never in any trouble. He never does anything to anybody. Like when I say I've never heard any drama about young Dolph, like ever, 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 ever working in 
at the radio station, never heard him. When I met him in person, calm to himself guy, like, when I say I'm lost for words, um, and it really just pisses me off because it's just like, damn, we continuously show the world that we are our downfall. We continuously do it on a day to day, on a not even a day to day, on a minute to minute basis. <laughs> we prove to the world that we are the lesser race. We are the lesser thinkers. We are just lesser in every way. We don't value each other. We don't value life. We don't value money. We don't value women. We don't value men. We don't value education. We don't value health. Like there are so many ways that we show the world that, you know what? Hey, whatever. We don't care. So then you have this man who was at home in his neighborhood that he continuously contributed to lose his life. He literally lost his life. He stopped by a, a local store that he patronized often, um, got back in the car, and was killed. And it was not a robbery. It was literally someone put a hit out on him. Now, who it was, of course, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. Somebody damn know. Either way, the killers were black. Okay. Dang, dang, dang. And like the song say, if it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking other. It just never ends. And at this point, can we really get mad at the different races for beating us? Like beating us down, not beating us in a race, because that's clear. But I'm saying, can we get mad at them for not convicting their own? Can we get mad at them for not looking out for us and looking out for their own, protecting their own. We take offense to it because we don't do it. <laughs> we take offense when other races look out for their own. We take offense when they didn't lock up the little 17-year-old that killed those protesters. We take offense when the judges are looking out for their people because that's something that we don't do. We have not mastered it. It's not even we've mastered it. We have not mastered it. it we don't even do it to master it. <laughs> so that's why we take offense all the time. We get so upset. But when you look at the world, that is the way of the world. Every other demographic looks out for themselves, leaves a legacy, passes down shit, gives them something to work with, except us. <laughs> and not on top of that, we go and kill each other. Dang, dang, dang. Just because we don't understand how to maintain and manage our envy or our jealousy, our rage. Because there's a lot of rage there. But I guarantee you, if that energy was put into leaving a legacy, do you know where we would be? Do you know where we would be? Oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine. Because there's so much energy going into being cool. But do you know where we would be? if we put some of that energy into being collectively conscious, this man lost his life for absolutely no reason. It's the same thing, the same way 
how they killed Malcolm X. Those were people that looked like him. People he probably talked to the day before. But because they felt like he had too much power, too much influence, they killed him. Now, I'm not sure exactly what happened with young Dolph, but I know that there was someone that didn't like what he was doing, didn't like his accomplishments, felt away, and thought that it would be okay to just dispose of him completely and ruin the legacy that he had been working so hard to build. And so there you have it. Another legacy cut short, another life cut short due to what reason? Self-hatred. Damn, 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 damn. Hatred, black on black crime. Uh, and a part of me heard someone and it gave me a very interesting perspective on why black on black crime doesn't exist and why that's something that was just made up to make a mockery. Um, have you heard about that? And like the way they use it to... Yeah, it's a... Uh as a dog whistle. Right. They use right. It as a dog whistle. You it's it's neighborhood on neighborhood crime. Right. I kill who I'm by. When a white kid shoots up a white school, they don't call that white on white. Cal Rittenhouse isn't called white on white. Right. 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 So they call black on black crime basically to just make us seem like we're savages. It's it's us killing each other, not the world. Basically diluting the different troubles that we go through on a day-to-day basis. Also, because when they use black, they use it for everybody. Right. You represent all black people. Right. One person. Not Versus other. identifying that single person by their name. Um, and after hearing that young Dolph is no longer here, a part of me, just wants to discredit that narrative of black on black crime not being a thing because it very much so is a thing. <laughs> no, nah, don't don't get caught up. It's it's not a thing. It's what what's the thing is he survived a hundred shots. He should have also been aware of what's coming with his lifestyle. What's coming with what he's talking about? I mean, oh, don't try to Danny lay me. How I said Danny Lay needs to be prepared for her. Don't, I, don't try to Danny Lay me. I mean, it's the same. Only because That's no he, excuse, survived, though. he survived 100 shots. And I know everybody else in the game, when they go through a shootout, T.I., his his best friend manager, mm-hmm. got killed. I remember I mean, that. Um, uh, what's the what's the young boy name? His, his auntie got killed mm-hmm. as his manager. After that, they get security. They ride in the bulletproof. I mean... If you listen to Young Dolph, if you listen to what he says, I mean, he he also felt like he was untouchable a little bit. So, I mean, you know. But is that an excuse for him to not go out and enjoy his neighborhood? No, I think I think what you're referring to is um, it's not black on black crime, but uh, um, teacher Neely Fuller Jr. He's a master teacher on black issues. He says that black people because we have this white supremacy embedded in us, mm-hmm. it's like a poison. And when we come together on anything non-productive, is poisonous. Saying that to say, what you're referring to in the black on black crime is the poison that comes out when you have hatred for no reason, right? 
I see him riding in this neighborhood, this nice Lamborghini. What did this nigga do that I couldn't do? Mm-hmm. And it fosters all of this. And then, and then it's easy for us to get together in a non-productive circle and say, you know what? We killing the nigga today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. When I say my heart, everything goes out, goes out to him and his family. Um, his estate, his legacy, because it's just like, I, when can you ever see death coming? But I did not see that coming just because once again, he don't ever be in no drama. Like (laughs) no, no drama. Not saying that the people that are in drama deserve to be killed, but it can kind of be foreshadowed in that sense. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, you was talking like this, so it was kind of inevitable versus somebody that just stays to himself. Um, I mean, it's the same thing with Nipsey Hussle. It's just like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So in that situation, do you do or do you don't? You know, and I feel like I struggle with that too. It's like, okay, Creed, do you speak on this or do you just keep it to yourself? But keeping it to yourself, it festers you got to keep on doing because if you don't do, then you just die. If you do and you right. die, at least you'll be a martyr. And the marathon and the marathon continues. But yeah. at what point is that going to just be played out? Because I'm so tired of the whole, the whole martyr situation. You do and then you die. And it's just like, oh, RIP. That, I am sick of that narrative. I'm so sick of it. Hey, uh, it's... You know, it's part of the struggle. It's part. It's part of the struggle. I, I think it's coming around. You know, your your generation is definitely shown the older generation where they messed up at. You know, so I think it's coming around. So to your point, I don't think we're going to see a lot more of it. I'm, I'm, Nipsey has probably been the latest martyr to me. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of Trayvon, he before mm-hmm. Trayvon, it was like something that George Floyd too, but. They co-opted George Floyd. But my thing is, it's like, and someone pointed this out to me. When you look at every different demographic, right, they have leaders or people that they think are leaders that are still here. George Bush's ass is still here. He was president when I was in second grade. I have finished school. Damn. Like, this man is still here. Now, I don't know who looks up to him or whatever. That's not the point. The point is, he's still here. Nipsey Hussle was half of George Bush's age and is gone. I can tell you simply why. You got to be on code. You know, like you're on code. Are you saying code or cold? Code. code. I'm sorry. C-O-D-E. Code. Mm. You have to be on code. White people have white supremacy. That's the code. That's why Kyle Rittenhouse can kill two white people and the judge still is going to do everything he can to let her walk. Mm. Um, Asian people, they're on code, right? Hispanic people, they stay on code. 
It's the reason why we scream black and brown, but they never scream brown and black. They never. They ne- <laughs> AOC isn't Man. in there. She's not in there stomping for reparations, but she is in there stomping for the immigrants to get a check. You know, and they're illegal, but she's not stopping for legal black farmers to get their check. See, it's because their code says, like, what you to bring it full circle, what you said earlier. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. We are the only people that go out and fight for everybody else. What the fuck? Or at least put your interests first. Put your interests first. It's the reason why white women in the feminist movement will get all the women together. But then you'll notice the white women will be right there in the front. In the front. It's like, I don't know. We're all together. But make sure you stay your ass back there. Let's not get this shit confused. Okay. And that is all I'm trying to say. Okay. Like I am not against any other race, any other demographic, but it is my duty to speak up for people that look like me. If I'm going to be conscious, I'm going to be conscious of the fact that black people in particular do not understand the concept of sticking together. They do not understand the concept of leaving a legacy. They do not understand the concept and the validity of knowing your worth and putting yourself first. They don't understand the concept of being conscious and then cool because consciousness ultimately makes you cool. (laughs) They want to go backwards to go forward and you got to go, wait, no, no, no. They want to go forwards and then backwards. But you got to start from the back and move your way up to the front. And it's just like, in my mind, it's one plus one. It literally is one plus one. But I look out in a crowd, at a crowd like the one I was immersed in at Revolt. And I'm just like, wow, all of these cool people. And I know if some shit popped off, all of these people will go running or would not show up. Or or would go and record and not actually take action or would go do something that doesn't even make sense or doesn't help combat the situation of whatever's going on. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I said that I also think that uh, that also shows you that we want to be led as well. Mm. Because you go to the revolt conference and you see all those people. All it took was for anybody on that stage to give one call to action and have that be the theme all three days. I'm sorry, I said your time, please. Uh, and let that be the theme for all three days. And people would have left with an action statement. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what? We are going to, like when Diddy said vote or die, that's how everybody was on. And it, it was Look, a campaign at the time. But I'm now, not going to lie. We can do something else. I was younger at the time i was in like elementary school when he said that and so i genuinely thought that if you did not vote you were going to die like that but i'm bringing what you said full circle because that's how impactful it was because an adolescent at the time was like oh my gosh i need to vote or i'm gonna die mind you i'm like nine eight nine and i'm I'm trying to go and vote so I don't die. Like, I was genuinely like, this is serious. But I think you said it earlier. I think you have the right idea to start your own festival the way you see fit. Because, unfortunately, revolt won't revolt. You know, when you have money from 
power structures, you can't do with so much. AT&T is not going to let you get up there and say, hey, y'all, we need to be black first. Hey, y'all, I know this is coming down the pipeline, but it's not black and brown. And so, and then that's where it comes from. Why is it that there needs to be this humongous sponsor? And I get it. I absolutely understand why there needs to be. But I'm saying if that particular sponsor in question is not going to allow you to 100% execute the objective, what are they sponsoring? The, the, because they don't believe in the people. If you believe in the people and you know you're going to have 20,000 to 50,000 people show up and you just charge 2 to $10 a piece, you can make back whatever AT&T fronted you. See, that's that's what the sponsor is. It's front money. It's my secure money, right? Because I'm going to take some off the top. And it's my make this thing look fly money. But if you believe in the people and you're throwing something off for the people, put your money up. Do it for the people genuinely. And when the people come, they'll pay you back and you don't have to be co-opted. And you can do it, you know, for us, by us. That's one thing about FUBU before they sold out. The reason why everybody rocked with it so tough because Damon John was literally stitching the shit up, giving it to people. You know, like, damn, look at this brother working hard. We know he's making it. We know we wearing it. That's for us, by us. Mm. Same model. For us, by us. That's going to be the quote to help you stay afloat. Oh, my gosh. For us, by us. It's always better. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I don't care who the hell you know. I'm telling you right now on the Cool and Conscious podcast that for us and by us will always 100% be better. Yes, sir. This was the Cool and Conscious podcast. Man, thank you all so much for tuning in. This was an amazing show. Next week, we're going to be back. We're going to be better than ever. Um, I'm super excited. The holiday season is coming up. Make sure if you are not following me, you are following me at Cool and Conscious. That's Q-O-O-L and Conscious and Questions with Cree. Make sure you also follow Just Eldridge Media. That is the epitome of For Us, By Us. Thank you all so much. Please tell your auntie, brother, daddy, sister, cousin, friend to subscribe, like, and share. And hey... I love y'all. I'll see you next time. Bye.